This is The Rational Perspective. I'm Alec Hogg. And in this episode, Eskim seeks revenge after a 19 billion rand plundering spree. This week's release of financial results from South Africa's state-owned electricity supplier Eskim was always going to be worth watching. It marked the first public engagement of a fresh board of directors that had been installed just 69 days earlier by a forceful new political head. The occasion certainly lived up to its billing. Those who had plundered and now quantified 19 billion rand from Eskom are going to be pursued for as long as it takes. And that's bad news for a number of multinationals led by consulting group McKinsey which earlier this month repaid almost a billion rand in fees that it had received from the parastatal. It now transpires that McKinsey's malfeasance was merely the tip of an iceberg. Here's Eskin's chairman, Jabu Mabuza. Over the period, uh, there have been irregular expenditure. Our ability, our systems, our controls could not be relied on. This issue of uh, irregular expenditure has been found to be incomplete. We also have been found to have not been in compliance. We, we reported at the year ended uh, March 2017 irregular expenditure of $3 billion. Today we are reporting irregular expenditure of $19 billion. This $19 billion uh, is uh, primarily a function of us having gone as far back as 2012. Secondly, it's been a function of us shaking this cardboard so hard that all skeletons are coming out. We are not able to tell you today that all the skeletons have come out. We will continue to shake this cardboard. There may be more that would still have to come. Uh, since our inception, we have seen several executives and staff members implicated in serious allegations and misconduct uh, fall by the wayside. Some criminal uh, proceedings have uh, already been initiated. We continue to pursue wrongdoing and take corrective action. I believe that our commitment to improving our governance practices has in the medium term resulted in greater number of issues of irregularity and impropriety coming to light. Mabuza is a straight-talking entrepreneur who famously started his career as a taxi driver. He's fully aware of the stakes. Having recently turned 60, his own focus has switched from accumulating to serving. Apart from chairing Eskom, he also holds the same position at Business Leadership South Africa. We unfortunately also find ourselves in a position where we still do not know what we do not know. And as we further scrape the barrel, we could find other issues that could result in further irregular expenditure reported in the 2019 annual financial CS statements due to transgressions from the past. Mabuza's appointment was an important part of the new broom that was wielded by Pravin Gordon, South Africa's corruption-fighting Minister of Public Enterprises, who returned to the National Cabinet when new President Cyril Ramaphosa took office in January. 
Gordon was twice dumped as finance minister by former President Jacob Zuma, most famously in a midnight reshuffle last March when the last remaining bulwarks against rampant corruption were removed by the then president. Instead of leaving politics, Gordon spent the next 10 months as a backbencher, keeping up pressure on the plunderers with a starring role in numerous parliamentary inquisitions. But now that he's back in the saddle, he's certainly not holding back. Gordon was on hand to add his own comments at the Eskom gathering. Uh, this was one of the key institutions that was at the heart of state capture. And so each time you begin to peel this large onion and take off a layer, you can see the level of excitement it causes of the positive kind and not so positive kind. And I'm sure you can decipher that for yourselves. Part of that uh, excitement is these skeletons that he's looking for. Um, I thought in only in anatomy classes in medical school you'll find skeletons, but he's discovering skeletons here. And that needs to be understood as well as a process. It's a process as, for example, each contract is looked at what, whether something, a service was delivered or not, as in the case of McKinsey and Trillian, very little seems to have been delivered, or the pricing was uh, at an overcharged rate, uh, or invoices were submitted without valid uh, services being offered or goods being offered. The second point after that would be to say, did we get value for money if something was delivered? The third point, if you didn't get value for money, how do you recover that money? Right? The fourth, if there's criminality involved, then the board must take the necessary steps to go uh, to the relevant authorities and lay the charges. But the fifth is laying charges is one thing. Having people actually prosecuted is quite another. And that's the issue that I think in the interactions between the board and the management and the relevant authorities uh, needs to be taken up. Otherwise, there's no credibility given to the work, kind of work that is going on here. The former head of South African Revenue Services is also not in a forgiving mood. Not even to McKinsey, whose new global chief, Kevin Sneeder, then only a week in office, made a special trip to South Africa three weeks ago to say he's sorry. So the board has reported today what they've been doing on corruption, but this is going to probably go on for another 18 months or more as uh, more effort is put into this process. And certainly we're going to get to a point where more charges will be laid. But organizations like Trillian and others should know that the game is up. The information is out there in the public domain. Don't they want to uh, also go to the NPA or whoever, confess their sins and return the money uh, that is due to Eskom? Uh, at least that's one example that McKinsey might have set in the, in the positive sense. Where, as I said earlier on, where criminal charges need to be laid, they must follow the process that I've outlined. But I still want to uh, very naively say that those like T-Systems, Trillion, Regiments and others uh, should come forward voluntarily and uh, say, I confess, this is what I took illegitimately and I'm going to pay it back on whatever basis needs to be uh, created. So I'm, I'm sure the board will have a, a flood of requests to meet them uh, in order to pay back the money. A, f a favorite slogan in, in South Africa. Among those assembled was the new Eskom chief executive, Pakamani Khadebe, the man charged with repeating processes that he applied in 2008 at the state-owned land bank where corruption was so rampant 
it pushed the institution into bankruptcy. Softly spoken, Kharebe is a highly respected leader. His departure last May after three years at ABSA sparked the resignations of almost two dozen of his fellows. They were apparently angered because Kharebe had been overlooked for the position as ABSA's head of corporate and investment banking. If, if, if you want to have a clear understanding of ASCOM, you need to split it into two sections. We should have the pre-2018 January and the post-2018 January. When the new board was appointed, it didn't work on business as usual. The priority was there. How are we going to clean up this place? How are we going to stabilize it? And if we can do these two things, we can then begin to talk about the long-term strategy of ESCOM, the future of ESCOM. And that demanded quite a lot because some of us had not had experience uh, in the utility uh, industry. He's talking about himself, of course. Khadebe is a financial man who hasn't worked in the electricity sector before, but that's not worrying anyone right now. More important, it seems, is retribution for that plundered billions of rands. During the press conference, Financial Mail Deputy Editor Sikonati Manchancha posed the question that the whole nation has been asking. Mr. Hatebe, you and your executive have gotten back only 900 million rands from McKinsey out of the 1.6 billion rand that was stolen from ESCOM. And, and you are saying you are pursuing the interest only after we asked about it. Now, have you laid criminal charges of theft against Mackenzie, against Trillian, and against the people who actually handed over the stolen money that Mackenzie has now returned, which, let's repeat again, being in possession of stolen property is a crime in South Africa. Have you laid criminal charges of theft and corruption and conspiracy to commit theft against McKinsey and Trillian and the people that handed over the money? If not, why not? We've been working very closely with the SIU and NDPP. In fact, we are one team now, and they've been following that with us. We're giving all the necessary information. We meet from time to time. I think the last meeting I had with them was about two weeks back where I was uh, given a report about the developments as what was happening. So we've been happy about the progress as far. Then with regard to Kusile corruption, the investigations are ongoing. We haven't stopped the investigations. We have a company that is investigating more and more in Gusile to find out what happened. And more and more will pick up as to those that did what was not supposed to be done. We keep our eyes open on those. Gusile is the new power plant, which is way over budget. In his closing address, Gordon outlined another new safeguard. Boards should not be involved in procurement. None of you asked the question, but that's one of the steps that they've taken, that there will not be any direct interference or interventions in the procurement process. And this is happening in other SOEs as well. And, and that's the, the, the first of many steps that need to be taken to overcome, if you like, the sins of the past.
because boards and others played a key role in ensuring that uh, the inverted commas right people got the business that they should have got at that particular point in time. Uh, external audit processes need to be strengthened as well. And I think we are all familiar with the fact that the audit profession has its own challenges, uh, both here in South Africa, but internationally as well. And uh, more rigorous standards need to be applied uh, within those firms so that uh, we can get a true reflection of what's going on. And the question has to be asked at some stage. Where were the auditors all these years when these uh, corrupt acts were actually going on? And uh, whom do we hold accountable uh, for the oversights, if you like, rather than the oversight that they should have maintained on behalf of the South African public, uh, but uh, government as, as well? As, as we go into the review of all of the contracts, that will also be work, into, work in progress. All major contracts in ESCOM uh, over the last couple of years that have been entered into should be reviewed. Do we still need the goods or services? Are we getting it at the right kind of price? Is there an inflation, to put it politely, uh, number that has actually been added? Uh, and if so, how are we going to re-engineer uh, these, these contracts? And we expect the business community with whom ESCOM does business to be supportive of this process at, at the end of the day as well. So the good news is the sheriff is back in town. But for Eskom, well, there are a host of other challenges on the horizon. The biggest of these was articulated by Chairman Jabu Mabuza. This question of a bloated uh, workforce is one that uh, we have tried to bring into proper context. There has been a World Bank report that uh, addresses uh, this, uh, comparing us with other uh, utilities uh, in our peer group in the world. We have looked at the World Bank uh, report, uh, which concluded that uh, we should be half in headcount terms, the size that we are. When we tried and regularize and harmonize so that we compare apples to apples, we have actually found that uh, we are a third uh, as against uh, half, uh, a bit out of kilter. We've also recognized that uh, this discussion uh, is not one that should only be confined to a bargaining unit. Uh, it's the entire review of our operating model, the kind of resources we need. So that exercise has, has started in earnest. And quite an exercise it promises to be. If Eskom is overstaffed by two-thirds, to try and rectify that in a country where labor legislation is amongst the tightest in the world is going to be quite a job. But at least in this endeavor, Mabuza will be able to count on political support, perhaps for the first time. What we want is an efficiently operating ESCOM. The costs structure and the cost in this organization must be brought under some kind of control. You cannot have this imbalance between costs on the one hand and revenue on the, on the other hand. If you look at some of the numbers, I mean, in revenue terms, there's been a massive increase from, say, 2007 to 2017. Uh, 39 billion was what the revenue was in 2007. 177 billion is the number you saw today. That's a huge increase. But it's not an increase in volume. 
of electricity sold. It's an increase in tariffs. And the accompanying question and responsibility that the board has in the broader context of South Africa uh, and uh, management has as well is that my other colleagues in government are asking the question, how are these tariffs going to be affordable for business? On the one hand, in the National Development Plan, we say that we want to reduce the cost of doing business in South Africa. Electricity is a key cost in the manufacturing industry, in the mining industry, and other industries as well. So how do we maintain this balance from an ESCOM point of view, but also from an economy point of view? I think we're getting the same issues coming back at us from citizens in, in this country and households. Because we also say to citizens in the National Development Plan that we will reduce the cost of living in South Africa. But electricity is a key household cost as well. So I think what, what we are hearing today is the beginnings of a process uh, to ensure that both the external factors and the internal ESCOM factors are going to be taken into account as, as we look at some of these issues. Well, as Prabhupada Gordon explained, Eskom is at the center of the state capture disaster that has robbed South Africa of billions it can ill afford. On the upside, it's like the vandals who trashed the place have finally been ejected. It's going to take time and effort to clean up the mess, but at least the process has finally begun. This has been The Rational Perspective. Until the next time, cheerio.